Let's magnify the Lord for a moment, shall we? Lord, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're almighty God. Amen. It's great uh, to feel the presence of God. Amen. In the house of the Lord. There's just, now I've mentioned it before, there's just no other place. Not just being in church, but being where God is and being able to feel God's presence because where his presence is, anything can happen. There's fullness of joy. There's peace. There's liberty. There's strength. Amen. Whatever it is that we need is found in God's presence. Amen. Amen. If uh, you will, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, Psalm 119. And uh, it's an honor to stand before you today to minister the word of the Lord. And um, amen. I don't know I'll, I'll teach very long, so y'all may be ready to sing a little bit at the end. Uh, <clears throat> but we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Psalm 119.11. I appreciate Pastor Shepherd for the opportunity to minister. Give honor to him and his wife. Amen. My family and the prayers that support me each and every day. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Where would we be without the Lord? Amen. And I just thank the Lord. Amen. That I find myself in his house. Amen. Psalm 119.11. It's a very common scripture. It says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. Oh. And I didn't mention it, but Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says this, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. And just for a few moments, I want to talk on the topic of the word of God. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, and please uh, pray for me this morning. Lord, we love you, and I thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, allowing us to be here today. Dear Lord, in your presence, I pray that you would help me as I minister today, as I teach, that you would open our understanding and our heart to receive what your word has in store for us. Help us, Lord, today, dear Lord, as we endeavor, dear God, to draw closer to you. Touch each and every heart that is here, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Today I'd like to, to teach or talk a little bit about the Word of God. Amen. Uh, when you talk about the Word of God, you could actually talk forever. There's just so much to say about God's Word. Amen. So uh, today, obviously, is just a snippet. Amen. I'm sure that there are, are more lessons. I know there are. Probably better lessons, but I, I feel like the Lord put something on my heart today, and, uh, and I'd like just to share it with you. David said, I had, have hidden your word in my heart so that I would not sin against you. And really, that's the whole point of living for Jesus, right? That I will not sin against, <clears throat> against these. So what is the word of God? I, we've heard it taught here and preached here. Uh, many times, uh, there is two types. There is the Logos, amen, which is the whole word of God. And then there's the Rhema word, which is the right now word of God. So you have the, the written word, the Logos, 
has to say, uh, a pantry full. I think pastors used that illustration before, the pantry full of God's word. And then you have the rhema word, which is the right now word, is reaching into the pantry and taking what's relevant today and what we need. So we have the logos and the rhema, and they're very important. Amen, that we know this. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. It was the logos. It's the word. God is the word. It is the combination of the logos and the rhema that we must hide or hoard or secure in our heart. It is not a written letter, a series of documents drawn up by men, but it is that inner word of God which the spirit of man hears. I'll put it this way. It's the word of God. It, it's like the, the rhema word finding its way through the logos that it made through a written or spoken word uh, independently work in each and every one of our lives. It is that word which if not heard, no preaching or teaching of man is of any avail. Stay with me here just for a moment. I'll hopefully bring this together. This is the word that we need to hear. It is the word that cuts into the innermost part of our soul. It is that word that speaks to you and to you individually. God speaks through his word in your language and in my language. In other words, it ministers to you where you are right now. Thus, the response must be given when the word is spoken. David said, that word I've hid in my heart, that word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's an individual type receptive of the word because we all have individual problems, crises, needs. But God's word covers every single one. We have the Logos word that covers everything. But then we have the rhema word that individually ministers to each and every one of us, amen, when we're here. That is the word that we cannot ignore. That is the word that we must respond to, amen? Because as, as we sit here, I will minister today, and there will be a preacher that ministers and choir will sing, and there will be ministers that come to the pulpit, and the word of God goes forth, Amen? It's just like out there. But it also ministers to each and every one of us individually. Because, Brother Ramsey, you're not going through what I'm going through, and I'm not going through what you're going through. See, it's an individual crisis. It's an individual challenge. It's an individual temptation. It's an individual weakness. It's, it's individual. So when the Word of God comes and it ministers, it doesn't just, it, it, it goes out there. But that word is we quick. And it's powerful. It's alive and it's full of energy. And it ministers to every need that's in this house. Amen. In other words, there's a word for you here today. The question is, will you open your heart and take that word and secure it in your heart so that you can use it in the way, in a manner to overcome? Because we can sit here and have a heart closed and there's a lot of logos going on and you ignore the rhema word that's intended, intended especially and specifically for your heart. David said, oh, 
that my heart is open to the word of God. See, thy word I have hid in my heart. So that means there's a, there was a time that David's heart was open, and he was attentive to the word of God, and he took the rhema word, and he secured it in his heart. Because when a time would come, probably getting way ahead of myself because when times and issues and and things come in life we have something we need something to refer to and if that word isn't in me if God's word if I haven't taken that rhema word that that word and put it in my heart if I've come to church and just gone through the motions and haven't opened up and allowed God to minister to me and I haven't allowed his heart his word to come into my heart then I don't have an enemy, I, I mean, sorry, I don't have a weapon to use against my enemy because it becomes our reference point. That's why David said that word is hit in my heart that I might not sin because when the enemy comes to attack us, that is the weapon that we have in order to defeat the enemy. It's the word of God. I'm probably way ahead of myself in the lesson, maybe over in two minutes now. But you see... The word changes and transforms you. In Psalm 19, 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. You see, it, it, it changes you. It it's, the word converting the soul there means to, it, it, it turns things around. In other words, I'm, 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 it's almost kind of like repentance. I'm hitting this way. The challenges uh, and, and my mindset, the way I think things ought to happen, is taking me this way. But the word of the Lord converts the soul. It says, you know what? I can't do this alone. I need God's help. Right? That's what it says. It, 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 converts, it converts the soul. The testimony is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. In other words, because I've gone through the word of God, I don't see the trouble, how this flesh sees the trouble. I'm enlightened. That means I am, I am educated. I see it in a new perspective. I, I have an overcoming spirit inside of me because God is in me. The word of God is in me. Where the world may turn to alcohol and drugs and immorality things, I turn to the word of God where there's peace, there's strength, there's joy. In the Holy Ghost. All right. The word of God is true. And it would accomplish what it set out to do. And Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where I sent it. That's a powerful statement. The Lord said, if I said something, it's going to do what I said it's going to do. All right. See, that is a word you need to put in your heart. That is the word that you need to take from the logos and make it a rhema word in your heart right now that says that if God said it, he's going to accomplish it. If he said it, oh, see, because there are things in our lives that we've just, that challenge us. And God has spoken to us in the past about overcoming I don't want to get hit. For example, you may be praying for healing or for salvation of a family member. And it appears that nothing is changing. But you come into the house of the Lord. 
and God's word goes forth and it reassures you that you will be healed and that your loved one will be saved. When that word comes, accept the word. Hide it in your heart because God has spoken to you. Respond with thanksgiving and praise, but secure the word because the enemy will try and take it from you. But God has spoken it. The word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119.89 says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You understand, there are things that we pray for, things that we go through in our life. We may need healing. We may be praying for something. It may not happen, but you know it's going to happen because the Lord had already spoken that to you at one point. Just because it hasn't happened, it does not mean that God's word isn't going to accomplish it. Because that word is settled in heaven. So we must respond in a way. See, David said, that word, that I have hid in my heart. Because if it's not hid in my heart, then I'll just give up. Then I'll let doubt rule me. And then I'll go do whatever I want because God didn't hear me anyway. That's not the way this works. He says, I've hid that word. A rhema word has come to you, and you've opened your heart, and you've received it, and God has spoken to you. It may have been that small, still voice that speaks to the innermost part of your soul that God tells you, you hang in there. I've got this under control. When God speaks that to you, you need to hold on to it, hide it in your heart so that when the enemy comes and doubt comes, you say, oh, no, I have a word from the Lord, and he's going to accomplish what he set out to do, and I walk by faith and not by sight. I may be going through a difficult time right now but that word that's in my heart you know that sustains me it encourages me it helps me through my difficulty until I get through there and come out on the other end with a testimony of what God has done because we're going to have challenges we're going to have tribulations we're going to have difficulties in our life and what gets us through those things are the things that we put in our heart that secure us and maintain us and hold us You see, because I've had, I've had interactions with God that only me and God know about. I have prayed and cried before God in times that only me and him know about. And his word has come. And it has comforted me and it has reassured me and it has told me things that you don't know. But I know in my heart and sometimes going through a difficulty and going through times when it's difficult to get out of bed sometimes, you know what gets us out of bed is the word of God that we've hidden in our heart that lets us know, hey, you just keep living your life. God's got this. It's in his control. But you've got to take the word that is spoken and you've got to hide it. You've got to secure it. You've got to take hold of it. You've got to, you've got to cherish it. You know, because God spoke to you. The locust went forth, but he spoke to you. In that time of need, God spoke to you, and God told you it's going to be okay, and I've got this. You need to take a hold of that because when times look like God doesn't got this, his word says, I got it, and that's what we got to depend on because my mind would tell me it's impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. Take a hold of this word right now because for some of you, this is a rhema word that you need because somehow we haven't secured it in our heart. We've just let it allow it in our mind, and this is the enemy's workplace. 
See, I can't just hear the word. I can't just participate. I got to get in the word. I got to get in the spirit. I got to get in the spirit in the Lord's day. I heard a preacher this week, and, and he was preaching about the Holy Ghost and, and speaking in tongues. And he was talking about the power of God. And, and he says, you know, if you just speak in tongues, there's no sin. You're not sinning when you're speaking in tongues. There's no doubt when you're speaking in tongues. There, 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 there's no insecurity when you're speaking in tongues. There, there's no uh, doubt when you're speaking in tongues. Have you ever been in that? Have you ever spoken in tongues and the Spirit of God has gotten a hold of you and the and you just speak in tongues? Because where the presence of God is, and when that's in your heart, when we don't have that in our heart. Then that's when doubt comes. Insecurity comes. We've got to have a relationship with God that we get in his presence. And he just reassures us each and every day. Lord, help me today. I hope I'm getting getting across what I, I feel I need to get across today. These words spoken by God to you become weapons. It is like a quiver of arrows in your heart or a sword in its sheath. Weapons of our warfare. Because when doubt comes, you speak the word. And you don't have to go searching because the word is there. When the enemy comes, you do what Jesus did. And you just say, it is written. And it is. And it is settled. In Matthew chapter 4, we read, and I'm not going to go through the, the whole thing, but we read when Jesus came, when the, Jesus was in the wilderness or led into spirit into the wilderness, and Satan came and, and tempted him. And Jesus answered four times, it is written, it is written, it is written. He said, it is written. Where, where did Jesus, what did Jesus refer to? An idea, an ideology, a famous quote? No, he referred back to the written word of God. And that's what we need to refer back to when we are challenged in our life is what God has spoken to us in our heart through his word. If we are to overcome the enemy, if we are, we are to be conquerors or more than conquerors, there's got to be a weapon that we use because our heart is what responds to our crisis. What's in your heart is your response to the crisis. If God's word is in your heart, God's word will respond knowing that God is in control and God is in charge. But if there's nothing in your, in your arsenal, if you haven't hidden anything in your heart, things that, that hold you and secure you, there, there's nothing in your arsenal, then the enemy comes and he runs right over you because then you're searching, well, what, 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 what? I was there, but what was that word again? I allowed it to just skim over me. I didn't open my heart. And allow it a place for it to secure, 
find its way in me that I say, God, I'm going to hold on to that word. I'm going to hold on to that promise because when the enemy comes in and he comes at me, Lord, I have a weapon. I have a faith. I have a security. I have an assurance that comes from your word that I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I have an assurance that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have an assurance in my heart. I've hid it in there so that I might not sin against these. So what do you mean sin? So that I won't doubt. So that I won't turn to what I used to turn to before I knew the Lord. Because his word now is in my heart. Does that make sense? Oh, come on, somebody. We need to get God's word and put it in our hearts. And we need to respond like we believe the word. It's not I think so or I maybe so. It's, it's sure. And we need to respond like we believe the word. We need to praise like we know the word. We need to shout like we have the word. We need to dance like we believe the word. The, he reached down into the miry clay and he pulled me out of a muddy place. He cleansed me up and he set me on solid rock. I know the word. I have the word. I believe the word. If that is true, when I come into the place, that dictates how I praise, how I shout, how I respond, and how I worship. If it's in your heart, you come in here, regardless of what type of week that you have, you take out. It's going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. With God on your side, you're going to be an overcomer. You're going to overcome. So we respond like we believe the word. We respond like we know the word. How many of you know the word here today? How many have that, that, that rhema word that you've hidden in your heart that's gotten you through a hard time? How many of you have that? How many? Oh, come on. How many of you have that word? How many of you have that word that God has spoken you as an individual? That he's cut down to the deepest part of your soul. That sword has gone through the deepest part of your being. And you just know that God knows you. And that you know God. And that when tribulation and trouble comes, you have a weapon in your heart. That won't allow the enemy to win the battle. You see the word. This word formed this world. God said it, and it happened. Genesis 1, 3 says this. It says, and God said, let there be light. What's the rest? And there was light. That's simple. God said it, and it was. You believe that? Has God spoken to your heart? Then that's how it is. That ought to get some people excited here today. You understand what I'm saying? Because the enemy would try to overshadow you with doubt. Is it true? Is it going to happen? Here I am again. But God's word, God said it. God said, let there be light and 
that was like, God spoke into your heart, he said it, it's going to happen. All right, here we go. Because whatever God has spoken to you, if it has not happened, you need to shout like it has, because it will. Do I need to say that again? Whatever God has spoken to you, if it has not happened, you need to shout like it has, because it will. All right. But whatever God has spoken to you, if it has not happened, you need to shout like it has, because it will. I'll say it one more time. Whatever God has spoken to you, if it has not happened, you need to shout like it has, because it will. Come on, what, God, what has God spoken to you? Come on. What has God said to you? No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. That is the word of God. So whatever God has spoken to you, if it has not happened, you need to shout like it has, because it will. The word of God is a weapon. See, the warfare, our warfare, the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but it's mighty through God with a pulling down of strongholds. What weapon is that? What weapon? There's only one weapon in the Bible, and that is the Bible. It's the word of God. That is a weapon of your warfare. What is it? It's what you put in your heart. That's the weapon you fight with. That's why it's important to take the rhema word of God and hide it in your heart because that's the weapon you'll use this week when the enemy comes against you. What weapon? The weapon you put in there. If you didn't put anything in there, you ain't got nothing to fight with and you got nothing to complain about because it's been offered to you and God has spoken to your heart. He's spoken to your heart. What did you do with the weapon that God gave you? Because we don't fight against man. We don't fight against blood. We fight against spirits. And God already overcame the enemy with the word of God. So if he puts a word inside of you, that is your weapon you fight against all week or you fight with all week. Why I keep falling. What I put in there. And am I referring to it? What was spoken Sunday? What was spoken Wednesday, which was a powerful word. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to Wednesday night, you need to listen to Wednesday night. The doer of the words message Brother Jet preached last week, you need to listen to that. If you haven't, and you need to hide those words, you need to hide them in here because those things will help you in a crisis. I have eight minutes. I thought it was going to be a short Bible study. I'm sorry. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord. And to Zerubbabel, saying, It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. In Ephesians 6, it said, Above all, taking the shield of faith forth, ye shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When David was running from Saul and was in a cave, he, was, he felt alone and isolated. He'd been anointed king. Now the king was seeking his life. 
That's not what David thought. I believe when Samuel came and anointed him, said, you're going to be the next king. David didn't know what God had planned for him. But this time he found himself in a cave, isolated and alone. And in Psalm 142, 4, this is what David said. He said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. And the saddest portion of the word of God is in the next few words. He says, no man cared for my soul. That's how David felt in the cave. No man cares for me. I'm alone. I'm here. But you go to verse 5. He said, I cried unto thee, O Lord, and I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. You see what David did? He said, look, I feel like now I'm all alone. Nobody understands me. Nobody knows. Nobody even cares about me. That's what he was saying. But then he said, oh, Lord, thou art my re-. What did David do? He went into that treasury. He went into that heart. He went into that word that he, he had heard as a child when, when, when they would go and hear the word of the Lord. He said, oh, somewhere I read, though, that you are my refuge and my portion in the land of a living. I may be going through a hard time, and I may feel isolated, but, God, I know that you are with me, that when I go to you, you are a refuge for me you understand that was thy word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee because it would have been so easy at that time for David to cry out where are you God why did you leave me all alone I thought I was gonna be king I was anointed king you anointed me king why am I in this cave all by myself David did not do that you see David referred back to what the Lord had spoken to him at one time oh, Lord I'm alone but you're my refuge Lord you're my strength you're my portion that's what we need to do we need to take the word of God we need to put it in our heart so that when difficult times come and we're alone we have something we can refer to say God you're my refuge I'm going through a hard time but God I know you're there you'll never leave me you'll never forsake me you're always there for me you go that's why when we come this place can I can I go back and read this Well, whatever God has spoken to you, it has not happened. You should shout like it has because it will. Even if you're in a cave all by yourself, you need to come in here knowing that the word of God is real. God. What do I got to fight with? With what I put in my heart. That's what I have to fight with. I need to pull it out in the time of trouble and say, you know what? I'll come in here with a shout. I'll come in here with a dance. But things ain't going well. But the word of God is true. And it's settled in heaven. And I have it right here. And that's what I use to fight with. Hallelujah. When situations are difficult, it is what is in your heart that will, that will respond. One of the efforts of that principle, he hides God's word in his heart. Not merely a memory, not an intellectual power of the mind, but in the deepest part of his heart where his affections dwell, where reason governs the home of motive and principle and feeling. It is the very quiver of God
it is the, when I read it, I was like, oh, my God, it's God's quiver. Well, what, 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 is, what is a quiver? It holds weapons. It is the sheath. Your heart is the sheath of the sword. That's, that's why David said that word, I've hid. I've sheathed it in there. Why? Because when difficulties come, When doubt comes, when I don't see and I don't know where to go, God spoke to me. God spoke to me. I remember when I was at the altar, I remember that service. I remember when they laid hands on me and somebody prophesied the word of God over my heart, my calling. It's there. It may not look like it right now, but it's there, so I'll praise because it's there. I'll worship because it's there. I'll stand because it's there. I'll live today because it's there. I'll take another step because it's there. God's word is settled in heaven. I'm going to ask you today, is it settled in you? Could I stand? Is God's word settled in you? Is it settled in you? Today, as we go through this service, God's word is going to be, it's going to saturate this place. You'll hear it through ministry. You'll hear it through song. You'll hear it through preaching. It's like, and through all that, you need to listen to me. God is going to speak a word into your heart. And it's going to be up to you to open it and then encapsulate it and hold on to the word that God's going to give you today. Because that word is going to see you through tomorrow. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is that word that will rise up a standard against him. I'm telling you, you hold on to that word. You hold on to that promise. And I'm going to challenge you to you praise your word. You worship your promise. You lift your hands and you open up and you allow God to fill you. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise this morning? Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Lord, thank you because it's true. It's real. Thank you, Lord, because it's settled. It is settled in heaven and it's settled in me. We worship you, Lord, and we'll praise you today in Jesus' name.